Ladies and gentlemen, oh shit, yeah baby, it is Sunday. Welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. How you doing? Good to see ya. What's the goss, people? What's been happening? Let's look up the COVID cases. It's, it's, look, we need to always start the podcast on a positive note. That's what I like to do. Looking at COVID cases and seeing who's dying, that is how I like to really lift up my positive energy. And I want to do that for you. So let's look this shit up. COVID cases, New South Wales. Look, we're not getting out of this fucking lockdown anytime soon. All right. We're really not. Let's, let's look at it. Where are we today? Um, Because we're recording this on Saturday. So 466 with four deaths. Damn, son. We are staying in that triple digit bracket. God damn. Let's look at this shit. New South Wales records 466 local COVID infections. Gladys Berejiklian, she ain't looking so hot, is she? She's not looking great. She's looking stressed out. And apparently, um, a few people on Twitter that I was talking to today, well, I wasn't talking to them. I just saw them tweet. It's the same fucking thing, all right? It's a form of communication. People want to say something. I hear it. So I consider that a form of conversation, even though I didn't fucking say anything. Anyway, let's move on. But Gladys Berejiklian, she ain't looking so hot. She ain't looking great, you know? And look, I... (laughs) I don't like the woman. I don't, I mean, we've been through this like a thousand times, you know. She's not exactly the darling that she once was in, was in the media anymore. You know, she's going through a lot of uh, hate. People aren't happy, you know. Uh, there's a lot of old uh, clips when she was on Kyle and Jackie O giving Dan Andrews shit. And uh, now it's come back to bite her in the ass. Listen... Talk shit, get hit. You've never heard of that before? What did you think was going to happen? Okay? You can't go around being like, No, you fucking suck. No, you're straight shit. You're just a dictator. (laughs) I'm not like Daniel Andrews. I don't do lockdowns. I don't care if people die or whatever. And then it comes back to bite her in the ass. And now she can't say anything. And I know what everyone's going to think where it's like, Nah, bro, you just, you you know, you like, you just like, you like to boot, you like to be a bootlicker. You like lockdowns. That's what you like. Listen, I don't like lockdowns. And I know I'm repeating myself. I've been through this like a thousand times. But COVID and lockdowns, it's it's just one of the, it's this hot button topic where as soon as you talk about it, People are, are either going to be like, oh, yes, wear your mask, good on you, get the vaccine. Oh, otherwise, you know, you got the other side who are like, fuck you, you're, you're a bootlicker, man. You, you just don't like freedom, you know, you like authority, all that shit. So, you know, it's a hot button topic, you know, people, cooler heads don't exactly prevail. Do you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, people were saying on Twitter today that um, yeah, apparently, the, apparently there was like a rave going on in the background or some shit, I don't know, some rave, and everyone's like, what's going on, man, it sounds like a party in there, listen, Gladys Berejiklian has a huge nose, she's stressed out, if cocaine ain't gone up that double barrel shotgun that she has hanging off of her face, then I don't know what is, do you know what I'm talking about, she needs a bump, you know, the reporters now are actually doing their jobs and actually giving her shit about her mistakes, which they've never done before. That, That's a shock. And they're asking her about Daryl Maguire. She looks really pissed off about it. So, you know, if 
If the white powder needs to come in and do the trick, then so fucking be it. Whatever. Who cares? Like, let her have a fucking rave, alright? It's not gonna really get her out, get her out, get us out of the situation, but what's cocaine gonna do? Nothing. So, look, Gladys got um Gladys got really pissed off. She um how is she going anyway? Like on a personal level. Like, has anyone asked that? Has anyone checked in? Like, she's not looking so hot. You know, everyone on social media is so mean. And this has come from someone who doesn't like her, you know. I mean, like, I know this woman's killed koalas. I know she burns them alive. It's known that she likes to fuck corrupt mobsters so she can get on the cover of Women's Weekly, you know. She did cause the last outbreak in Australia and shut all over a gold standard image. She's got problems. She's not perfect. You know, Gladys ain't a babe. She, you know, she ain't she ain't got the, the, the you know, the hearts, you know. She's she's not Devin Brugman. She's no Sandra Bullock. She's not a Maxim cover girl. Who cares? It's, it's not always about the looks that kill. Well, you know what? Yeah, she does have looks that kill. I mean, you know, if you woke up in the middle of the night while you're sleeping and you saw her standing in the corner, you'd have a fucking heart attack. So I guess that does count when it comes to the looks that kill. She looks very composed and, mm, yeah, it's very humble. <laughs> Did my mom tell you I was doing a good job? <laughs> yeah, she says that about me, doesn't she? <laughs> Listen, she might seem that way, but deep down, if she wanted to go out there and execute koalas publicly at town hall, she'd fucking do it. She would lynch Daniel Andrews if she really felt like it. She loves power, and hey, I respect power. Whatever boot is on my neck or your neck, I'm cool with it. You know, I don't want to. If I've got to die under someone who loves power, then so be it. Who gives a shit? Let's give up our freedoms. Who gives a fuck? In a perfect world, Gladys would step down, she'd pull a thick Kwong duck, and she'd burn in hell. The th you know, thick Kwong duck that, you know, the Buddhist that burned himself alive in Vietnam? I wish Gladys Berejiklian would do that. You know, she could be spiritually ascended into the heavens, but it's never going to fucking happen. I wish it did. It'd be entertaining to see. It'd go viral on TikTok. That'd be nice. You know what I'm talking about? You know, it's just... She's not going to go anywhere. She's not going to burn herself alive, okay? It's terrible. I wish she was in jail playing the harmonica while she's getting fucked in the ass by some Amanda Nunes looking dyke with a strap on, okay? That would be ideal, but it's not gonna happen. It'd be hilarious as well, but you know, what are you gonna do? And look, this next election season, maybe think twice before you do a tick next to her and her name, you know? Just vote her out, there's always that. Just vote her the fuck out. Hopefully she goes, and if not, then, you know, I hear, you know, I hear Libya is popping off at this time of the year, you know? We can all be sex slaves instead. That'd be fun. Why not? Anyway, um, Gladys is doing her daily press conferences, and she's not looking great. You know how you look at someone's eyes, and you just know their soul has escaped and gone somewhere else? They, they, they no longer are soulful, they don't have a heart, they look dead inside, you know, they look like they just murdered their own mother so they could go buy a fucking popsicle at 7-Eleven for five bucks, 
she's got that look. She's got the eyes of a killer. She's got that stone cold look and that big fucking nose. And I think she's at a point where she's admitted to herself, yeah, maybe I don't have a soul. And that takes balls to admit that. I respect that. Okay. I'm still waiting for Scott Morrison to come out and admit that, but he hasn't yet. Because he's deluded himself. He's not honest with himself. Gladys Berejiklian, she's honest with herself. She has admitted, I don't have a soul. I don't care about these fucking peasants that I'm meant to take care of. Fuck them. I don't care if I've got to come up here every day and say the case numbers. I don't care who it affects. If I've got to wear a smile and show that I care, then so be it. But it's all a character. That is what she can admit to herself. She knows she doesn't have a soul. And I respect that. It's hard to be honest with yourself. Good on her. She's gone past the denial phase. You know? Good on her. You know? She's um she's doing the case numbers every day. She's telling people to uh, get vaccinated even though there's no Pfizer anymore to go around and people are getting blood clots and, you know, a lot of people are worried about AstraZeneca. So it's... It's kind of going to shit. It's not looking great. Then they asked her about Daryl Maguire. This one reporter had the balls to say it. Um, you know, he had this one reporter, and I, I don't know who he was, I don't know where he came from, but good on him. He came out and he asked the question, you know. He asked about all the, the corruption, and Gladys didn't handle it in the most civil, diplomatic way. She's, you know, she lost her shit. She's like, well, my, what? No, my, my golly, this is ridiculous. I have, I have pleaded my innocence. And look, she's a lonely gal. She has to run the state, right? She needs to get the ground and pound every so often from a guy who knowingly steals money to fund bad shit. If she's got to get, you know, pounded by that guy, Sometimes the sex is that good. You don't care what they do. But we're going to watch this shit. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch what she said. Um, right. Stand back, she tells the reporter. Here we go. Here we go. Let's play this shit. All right. You requested a reassessment of a $5.5 million grant that Daryl McGuire stood to gain a political benefit. Can you please from. stand back a bit? Thank you. Why did you do that? And isn't that a serious conflict of interest given you were in a, ser a secret relationship with him at the time? Firstly, the, the proposition you're putting is absolutely ridiculous. And second, all proper processes were followed. And that's all I say on the matter. Well, Thank you. We've, we've seen the letters. I'm sorry. That you, exch you exchanged letters with Daryl McGuire about this project. You, you, you wrote to him. For, you thanked him for bringing it to the government's attention. Wasn't it a serious conflict of interest getting involved in any way in that grand process, given you were in a relationship at the time? I refer you to my previous answer, and please respect this press conference. Any other questions? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Look. I don't know who Gladys's PR person is. Okay? What we're going to do is, is that we're going to replay that and if I was Gladys's PR assistant or, you know, she hired me to help her with PR, this is what I would tell her to say, right? We're going to, I'm going to pretend that I'm Gladys, having the lines that I've learned from the PR person that she's hired, and I'm going to, I'm going to, no, what are you doing? Fuck, whoops, whoops, whatever. My point is, 
Sorry, that was... I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, My point is, is that we're, we're going to have the reporter ask the question, and I'm going to answer with what Gladys should have said. So let's go. Let's do the, the proposition you're putting in. Oh my god, sorry guys. Second, what is going on? I'm on the Australian. We, we've seen the letter. I'm on the Australian, so like, you know, their uh, video playback's just dog shit. Like, Rupert Murdoch, how much money do you earn? Fix this shit. No, I, I want to go back. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Alright. Let's just let this thing play out real quick. Alright. Here we go. Ah. Alright, so this is what Gladys should have said. Okay, you requested a reassessment of a $5.5 million grant that Daryl McGuire stood to gain a political victory. Get the fuck back, bitch. That's what she should have said. Stand back a bit. Thank you. Why did you do that? And isn't that a serious conflict of interest given you were in a, ser a, a secret relationship with him at the time? Okay. <clears throat> Listen, buddy. Sometimes life is an interesting game. People look up to me to do things for them. But this is what people forget. I'm a busy woman. I drive a Mercedes. I worked at a bank. I burn koalas. I don't give a shit about poor people and their problems, okay? And if sometimes I get stressed out, yeah. Maybe I want to get smashed in the bedroom from a guy who steals money and breaks the law. Maybe I like bad boys, okay? You see, New South Wales looks to me as their darling, okay? This is the thing that you don't seem to understand. I'm the fucking queen, bitch, alright? I don't care what people have to say about my sex life. I don't give a shit, okay? I'm the woman who saved Australia. Who are you? This is what you do. You ask the questions I answer them, and I swear to God, if you ask me one more time about my sex life, I'm going to lynch you and burn you alive like I did with those other koalas. Do you hear what I'm saying? Keep my fucking name out of your mouth, you little weasel. That's what she should have said. That's what she should have said, but instead, she's like, that's ridiculous. No. No, you don't, no, 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 you, you, you go all the way, you tell this man that you're going to lynch him and kill his entire family like you did with all those other koalas, that's what you should have done, people will fear you, they will be afraid of you, and they will respect your power if you do that, god damn it Gladys, Take a page out of Henry Kissinger's book, okay? The references, the ideas, the pattern in, with things with what's worked in the past are there, okay? Henry Kissinger wrote a fucking autobiography. Read that. Do that. People, I respect power. You're honest with yourself. You know, you know you, you don't have a soul and, you know, you, you're stone cold with those eyes. She, she, she should have looked at him with those stone, stone cold eyes and been like, listen... I'm not going to answer any more of your questions, alright? We're not going to start a gangbang with you, alright? You're not going to come in the bedroom with me and Daryl. It ain't going to happen. I know you want this, but it ain't ever going to happen. You're a virgin. I'm not, okay? You should have just said that. Go hard.
Go hard or go home. <sighs> Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, look, hey, guys, let's be honest here. Let's be real. Can we, can we be real? Can we open our hearts and just understand relatability? We've all been there. Who, we, we've dated people who we should not have dated, who were bad for us. They're bad news. Your parents don't trust them. There are a lot of red flags. They do a lot of crazy things which, which you know should make you raise a few eyebrows. But sometimes the sex is that good where you choose to ignore that. Okay, I've been there. I've dated people who I shouldn't have dated. I've had you know my parents be like, "That's I, I would not be dating her." But listen, they don't under they what my friends and family did not understand was that I was able to go ten times a day in the bedroom. I didn't care about the fact that you know this my my, my girlfriend was you know saying her dad's name during sex. I didn't care about that. I didn't care that. You know, she was carrying around a knife with her at all times and, you know, she had killed her dog. I didn't care about that. Sometimes the sex is that good. Gladys, she's going through the same thing. We've all been there. You dismiss the red flags. Gladys just, you know, she wants that magical cucumber riding around in her. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? No, look. All right. Cuts cut the shit. No jokes aside. Look. Gladys is in a position where, yeah, she, she shouldn't be doing that shit. You know, that, that behavior is, it's inexcusable. She made, she didn't handle it well. You know, regardless of how many times they 69'd each other, you cannot be ignoring that kind of corruption. But hey, maybe she likes bad boys. What do you know? All right? Who knows? That's my position. You've heard my position. Okay, so, Sky News, they are back in black, baby. They're back. They're back in black, motherfuckers. They got banned from YouTube, and now they're back. I was over Ninja's Fortnite live streams. I was sick of watching the project. I want Sky News, not having Alan Jones, that dementia-ridden, riot-starting, geriatric old mess screaming at us about communism was heartbreaking. He was gone for one week. One week is too long. How dare YouTube take that away from us? Ben Fordham, you know? He's on 2GB. He sucks. Can we just admit that Ben Fordham just... He's not a, hes not good at his job. He's really not. I, I've always thought that. And when he got on 2GB, I'm like, he's going to suck. And everyone's like, nah, 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 he'll be fine. He, he, he's tough. Dude, he sucks. He sucks. The ratings are down. He sucks. Alright, he, he's... I, I, this, this is what I want on 2GB, okay? I'm a simple man. These are my, this is my demands, alright? I want a homosexual, dementia-ridden elderly man inciting race riots from the tip of his tongue. I like having my political commentators get caught sucking a fat dick in a public toilet, especially during the 80s, alright? That shit is wild. It's ballsy. Who else sucks a cock during the AIDS epidemic during the 80s? Alan fucking Jones does. That's who. He's got balls and he sucks them hard in a public toilet in London during the 80s. That is having steel. 
that is having guts. And Ben Fordham wishes that he could be like that, but he ain't ever gonna be, is he? Ben Fordham, what does that fairy do? You know, he pretends to know what the average Aussie is going through, but he comes across as an absolute bitch. All right, that man's ratings are going down the drain. And you know, what, what, what's the excuse? Oh, cancel culture's gonna get us, you know? That's why we can't talk like normal, relatable human beings. Oh, bullshit, you just suck. You're not good. You're not good, you just suck. Okay, you should be ashamed of yourself for even trying to take the throne in the first place, you peasant. You know, go back on the Today Show where you can, you know, cry like some pussy getting his balls cut off. What are you doing crying? Your kids are going to see that shit one day. Alan Jones wouldn't cry. He'd just sit there and look at you with those stone cold eyes and go, I'm a goddamn war hero. I can start riots with my mouth and this mouth sucks cocks. And in an instant... I could get the webs and Aussies killing each other with metal pipes and cricket bats if I felt like it, you fucking worm. He's tough, alright? He's tough as, he is tough as nails, that man. Mm. Tough as fucking nails. Anyway, okay, so Sky News got a strike on YouTube. Let's look what, let's look what happened. Let's, let's click the link. Um, alright. So, Sky News Australia banned from YouTube for seven days over COVID misinformation. You're telling me Sky News isn't news and they're just giving out their opinion? Really? Wow, consider me shocked. Fuck, I didn't know that. That's that's what that's what Sky News does. A, a piece of the media, uh, Murdoch Media does that? Wow. Damn, but I guess you do learn something new every day. Okay. Um, is anyone else over news articles asking for money, being like, we need your money, we need your support? No one's paying for your shitty articles, alright? It's that simple. Sky News has been banned from uploading content to YouTube for seven days after violating its medical misinformation policies by posting numerous videos which denied the existence of COVID-19 or encouraged people to use hydro... I, I, know, I know what they're talking about. The hydro... It's the, it was the medicine that Trump was going on about. The hydrochloxacrine, however you fucking say it. Or ivermectin. Alright, let me, let me keep you on. Because um, I, I actually want to give my thoughts on that. Uh, which is what obviously... This, what else is this podcast about? Like, what else do we do here? Yeah, obviously... Thoughts are given, are they not? Um, the ban was imposed by the digital giant on Thursday afternoon, the day after the Daily Telegraph ended Alan Jones's regular comment com column amid controversy about his COVID nineteen commentary, which included the new calling the New South Wales Chief Health Officer Kerry Chant a village idiot on his Sky News program. Damn. That sucks, man. What happened to free speech? Um, News Corp told Guardian Australia the ending of Jones's column did not mean the company does not support the compelling broadcaster. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they were banned. Uh, 
issued a strike. They were issued a strike and is temporarily temporarily suspended from uploading new videos or live streams for one week. Okay. Okay. So they were banned. So essentially, they were banned for sharing COVID misinformation. Now, look. There's something I want to say about this. Okay. What I they were, look. They Sky News makes opinion pieces. Okay. Yes, that's that is what they are. Okay. Sky News might have the word news in the title, but come on, please, it's not news. Get a grip. Stop taking acid. I know you're bored during this lockdown, and you're going on trips to numb yourself, but calling Sky News news is pushing it too far. You're tripping major balls if you think that they're actually news. Like, stop the dope, all right? Cut the shit out. You're going too far now. You really are, all right? So they got a strike. They were spreading misinformation, whatever that means, you know. Uh, I don't know what the videos were. You know, I don't watch Sky News. My life isn't that shit. But uh, they were striked. And now they're backpedaling and they're deleting videos that involve COVID. What the... What the hell? Aren't you guys meant to be the David versus Goliath? You know, you're always going on about that big tech, you know, being too powerful and how we need to fight back. Here you go. Fight. Stop being bitches about it. And now Sky News is back saying, oh, we're victims of this cancel culture. We've been ostracized from outrage culture. Hey, don't you, don't you belong to the biggest media conglomerate in the world? One YouTube channel gets a strike. All right. Go talk about how you think Bill Gates should be lynched in the Telegraph. You're still on TV. Talk about it there. What's the big deal? You still have 400 other options to discuss about how Dan Andrews should be publicly executed. What's the big deal? Peter Credlin. You can talk about how much you miss Tony Abbott fucking you in the ass on the air. Talk about it in the Australian opinion piece. You have options. Alan Jones, go back to 2GB, kick Ben Fordham off. Alan can go back to that station and go on rants about how kebabs in Burwood are too expensive or how he's you know, really getting sick and tired about Lebanese people opening up Easy Marts in Cronulla. You people have other ways to express yourselves. You know, Andrew Bolt. Dude, you're that pro-war voice. Come on, man. You're still on the air for one week. Just for one week, you can still be on the air talking about how you think China is going to invade Australia and we need to destroy any public services so our money can go to weaponizing our military to 100%. Go express your inner dick Cheney on the air. Cut the shit. My point is, is that they're not looking at what they have. They have Rupert Murdoch's media machine to keep these people working. It's one week. One fucking week. Let's be honest. Let's, you know this is true, alright? The employees would admit this. Rupert Murdoch would admit this. You're all kept in sex dungeons until Murdoch decides to let you out about how we need to assassinate Albo, alright? Stay in the dungeon a little longer or just 
Find another way to express your opinions with the 400 other outlets that you have. It's not hard, all right? I'm over the whining. I'm over the complaining. We're all over it. You got one strike. You're back now. Rita Panini knows what it's like to be sucks. In, suck, sorry, Rita Panini, let's be honest, all right? This is true. She'd admit this. She knows what it's like to be stuck in a sex dungeon, all right? She grew up in Iran. She'd be feeling right at home. Get over yourselves, children. You know what I mean? Look, I do. I will admit this though. All right, let's let let's cut the jokes. Let's let's get serious. All right, enough ranting. I think they should be allowed to discuss ivermectin and that hydrochloroquine. However you say it, like I'm never going to be able to say it. Don't ask me to. Um, because I I think there's a lot of scientific study to back those two alternatives up, and I think to ban them over just those two pieces of information where they're talking about those medical alternatives. I just think... I just think that's dangerous because of the scientific um, studies to back these two things up. I don't think getting striked on YouTube for misinformation over that is exactly productive, nor is it fair. But... Let's not lie, you know, um, Sky News definitely has a whole heap of other videos where it kind of doesn't surprise me that that, that, that that ban happened. You know what I mean? That doesn't surprise me. But look, I don't like it when people get, you know, banned or kicked off of YouTube or social media. I don't support that. I really don't. Um, at the same time, this has been a long time coming because, you know, they thought they were king shit and they're not, they never were, you know, they got to, they got to taste their own medicine. Um, like I said, you got other ways to express yourselves, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, if it's got to do with ivermectin or hydrochloroquine, however you say it. I don't think they should have been banned for that. But there's definitely... I, we all know there are so many other videos where they're, you know, definitely talking some wild shit about COVID. And I know there are some people listening to this being like, you're just a bootlicker. you just like authority and shit. No, it's not the case. It's not the case at all. It's just... I don't know. They, they knew the rules... You know what I mean? The, outside of the ivermectin and hydro, whatever it's called thing, they were talking some crazy shit. I don't support the ban, but at the same time, it doesn't surprise me. Oh my God. Dude, ranting and just screaming takes it out of you. Far out. How do you do it, Alex Jones? I don't know how you do it. Crazy. If it's so crazy. Oh yeah! We're meant to talk about something that's going to make me happy. Let's do that. Yippee! Um, okay. Now, I'm putting time codes in this podcast from now on. Um, because if you don't want to listen to a certain subject, you can always skip to the next. Um, so I'll be doing that. Um, so I'm going to talk about uh, Cyril Garn and Francis Ngannou. This is UFC chat. So, look. If you don't want to hear about it, 
just skip ahead. There's time codes in the description. Um, so just skip ahead, you know, don't, don't at me. Don't be like, this isn't, this isn't about politics. This isn't about culture. What are you talking about? So listen, there's time codes. All right. Now, before we get started, I need to use the bathroom. I'll be back one second. Okay. We're back. Sweet. All right. Let's get into this. Francis Gunn v. Nagano. Uh, like I said, time codes, skip ahead. All right. So what is gonna happen with that fight? Oh my God. This heavyweight division is looking insane. These next few um heavyweight fights, fuck, they're gonna go off, man. Right? I, you know, it's... You know, recently, I'll be honest, I have turned into a big UFC fanboy. Um, I'm fresh to the sport. Um, I don't... You know, I'm, I'm very new to this, but since UFC 261... Uh, I've been obsessed with the UFC. I just, I've been, it's exciting, it's exhilarating, and now there's no turning back. All right, I, and I, you know, I used to not like the sport. I, in fact, I just didn't like sport at all. I, I never cared about it. Um, I, I just, I could never get into like the NBA, the NRL, soccer, whatever, you know, uh, NFL. Anytime there's any balls involved, I'm not interested. You know, I'm out. Even when I'm drunk on Oxford Street, you know? Um, but my God, the UFC is fucking amazing. Okay, it is easily the best sport in the world. It's the it, it is the most popular, and it's beating every other sport in popularity. Um, you know, and I love the thing I love about it as well. Um, obviously, I love the fights. I love the fighters. I love everything about it. I really do. I think it's such a it's such a genuine, real sport. Um, but you know what else I love about it? There's no politics involved. You know, like, they don't, they don't fall for that corporate fake virtue signaling bullshit. They don't muzzle any of their fighters because they might have a difference of political opinion. You know, they just care about the sport. They care about fighting. They care about the fans. You know, Dana White, man. I mean, look, say what you want about him. You know, he's definitely not, you know, free of criticism, but... Dude, the UFC would not be where it is without him. In fact, I don't think it'd be anything without him. I'm, I truly mean that. I understand he's definitely, you know, received criticism here and there. But look, I think he's he's a he's a dude. The man has created an empire, all right, and he's the funniest and most engaging boss on the planet. I mean, he acts like a fan, yet he is a true leader. You know, if you're a CEO of a company. If you're trying to run a business or a company, look to Dana White on how to succeed. That man is a baller and he's a fantastic businessman. You know, there's a clip of that journalist asking Dana White if the UFC is going to, you know, start to release statements about the Black Lives Matter protest and how they're going to show their support. And Dana gets asked this question, right, from this reporter. And, you know, because the NBA was doing it, NFL, every other sport was doing it. And he's all like, what? No, why? Why would I do that? I don't even know what you want from me. Because he, look, he understands it. He gets it. Fans don't care. Don't Fans don't really care about that shit. He just cares about the fights. That's what I love about him. Anyway, so over the next, over the weekend, Cyril Gunn and Derek Lewis fought. And everyone believed that. Derek Lewis was going to beat him. I thought Derek Lewis was going to beat him as well. I genuinely thought, yeah, Derek Lewis has got this in the bag. No problem. Derek Lewis is very, you know, he's known for his KO power. 
Um, but to everyone's surprise, Garn beat him. He beat him. He walked over Lewis while he was knocked out, and I didn't expect that. I thought Garn was going to get his head kicked in, but these these things happen, you know? And, dude, Lewis needs to work on his cardio. That man is sweating like a pig in that octagon. And Garn is just... Garn is calm. He's at ease. He's technically on point. And Lewis is just moving around, stressing out, waiting to get, you know, he's stressing out, he's waiting to get that KO, but he can't get it. You know, um, and now that that's happened, um, it's it's now going to, a fight between uh, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Garn is going to go down. I can't wait for that. I'm really nervous for that fight because they're such, they, oh, they're so good at what they do. Like, they're so on point technically. Um, Francis Ngannou, like, not only is that man fit, not only is he amazing with his technical work, not only is he, you know, able to just keep going and doesn't gas out, that man, if his fist meets your chin when he's uppercutting you, you're, you're done. The man is huge. He's got a great physique. He's got amazing cardio. He, his punches are just devastating. Meanwhile, though, Cyril Garn, that man is calm. He's relaxed. He's he's also technically brilliant. You know, during that fight between Lewis and Garn, um, it was it was made apparent that um the strike rate the strike rate between them was just insane. Uh, Cyril Garn hit him about 104 times, whereas Derek Lewis only striked him about four. What does that tell you? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's going to be insane. And whoever wins that fight between Ngannou and uh, Garn is going to fight John Jones. And holy shit. That's going to be insane. That is actually going to... That is... Look, personally, I want... Ngannou to win this fight, I would really, really, really... Everyone, not even just me, everyone wants to see Ngannou and Jones fight. That is the fight that needs to happen. Because that as well, you don't know who's going to win. Obviously, everyone's thinking Jones, but it's like, nah, man, I think Jones has met his match. I don't know, I don't think it's so easy to call. And now the odds have come out between... um, The odds have come out for uh, Cyril Garn and Francis Ngannou. And everyone's favoriting um, Cyril Garn. And listen, I know Cyril Garn did a great job with Lewis. I know he, I know he really had a, a fantastic performance and he really, you know, took Lewis to the cleaners. But listen, I think you're all overhyping it. You know what I mean? I think no one's going to be able to call this fight. No one's going to be able to call this fight between Ngannou and Garn. No one's going to be able to call it. No one will be able to call it. I think it's too difficult. Um, I'm really keen to see this fight happen, man. I, I, God, I'm so excited. Fuck. I'm going to be so nervous for that fight. So I can't wait to see where the heavyweight division goes. That's going to be insane. Um, I'm really keen for John Jones to come back. I really, really, really am hoping he fights in Garnu and you know, and Garnu beats Garn so that can happen. But uh, look, whoever wins, if Garn or Ngannou fights Jones, Jones is in trouble, man. I think he's in trouble. 
I really do. You know, I, I think he's... Uh, I think times have changed now, but we'll see. We'll see. I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. I'm fresh to this sport, so I'm not going to get everything right. But I can't wait to see what happens, man. I think it's going to be extremely exciting. But, yeah. All right. Let's move on. Governor Fettuccini. Andrew Cuomo is gone. Hey, Cuomo, I heard you like to grope the women because you're Italiano. Hey, mambo. Boobs, 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 boobs. Hey, mambo. No more killing old people in a retirement home. Hey, mambo. I heard you like to grab women by the pussy. Hey, mambo. New York has become a shithole. Hey, mambo. You couldn't control the riots. Hey, mambo. The Cuomos are going down the shitter. Governor Fettuccini is out the fucking door. Finally, that steroid junkie has resigned. Don't at me. He definitely takes steroids. Look at the size of that motherfucker. Andrew Cuomo, creepy Uncle Andy, will step down following the accusations of being a predator and groping women. The FBI investigating him for killing elderly people and lying. That wasn't enough. Nobody looked at that and raised a few eyebrows. No? Did anybody get concerned about the crime rates in New York being so bad that people were leaving at record levels? No? No one wants to question that? Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. And look, I'm not saying what he sexual harassment. I'm not minimizing what happened, but everyone's losing their shit over that. And as they should, fair enough. But just remember, you know, there's a lot more in his backyard that he has to clean up that no one's paying attention to. Um, you know... I remember, I remember, I remember, oh, I remember. I remember seeing Michael Keaton on Instagram. Um, and Jesus, you want to see a boomer use Instagram? Go to Michael Keaton's Instagram page, okay? It is no different than your grandpa trying to use Facebook. He takes the worst photos. He has the weirdest captions. And he, he always has the same talking points to CNN. Like, the TV will be playing, right? Like, it's playing like CNN or whatever. And he takes a photo and he's just like, Something bad happened today. It wasn't good. Didn't like it at all, you know? It, it, it just, it's, the mo it's the worst photo. And it's like, hey, you know CNN has a YouTube channel. You can just screenshot that, right? Doesn't Michael Keaton have kids? Can't they teach him that shit? And when I'm talking about Keaton, I'm talking about Batman Michael Keaton. That's who I'm talking about. The actor. The Hollywood actor Michael Keaton. Anyway, Michael Keaton posts this photo of uh, Andrew Cuomo. And he t it's the worst photo. It's such a terrible photo. He, he takes a photo of the TV and he the, the, caption goes like, the caption goes like this. Where is it? Let me get it up. He takes a photo. Look at it. Like, look at this. I'm going to leave it up on the screen, but look at this. Who takes a photo like that? He's got like a a little vent. I don't know what the fuck that is, but he's taking photos of the TV. He's got all this shit in front of the screen. Like, what's he doing? Jesus. Anyway, takes a photo of Cuomo, puts it on Instagram, and he, this is the caption. 
Years ago, I was on CNN promoting the movie, I can't remember which one, and Chris Cuomo was just getting off his shift, and I uh, asked him if his brother, Governor Cuomo, would run for president. He wisely avoided the question. This guy is showing real leadership and with clarity. Cuomo Fauci 2024. Joking. Kind of. Just, just, just uh, the context, this was... Uh Posted in March 29th, 2020. Oh boy, how the times have changed. Oh boy. Anyway, um, you know what's crazy as well? They gave him a fucking Emmy. An Emmy? For what? For doing his job? Let's watch this horse shit. They, they did like an award ceremony for him and the, the, these cunts literally give him an Emmy amid all the criticisms about how he's actually turning New York into a fucking garbage fire. They give this meatball an Emmy and the next day, literally the next day, I'm not joking, it was literally the next day, he, gets, he starts to get investigated by the FBI. These dummies can't get anything right. Let's watch this shit. This is amazing. <sighs> All right. Please welcome to the stage, President and CEO of the International Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, Bruce Paisner. Bruce Paisner. Well, just, just, just. By the way, this video has forty-three likes and eight hundred and sixty-eight dislikes. Oh, I love you, people. To the international Emmys. This year, streaming from New York City around the world. It is ironic and rather gratifying. I just want to hear why they gave He's going to explain why he gave him the Emmy. I just want to see why. That although most of us cannot travel outside the borders of our own country, television programs continue to have an impact every place. And today, as you can see, we are traveling virtually. No shit. The impact of technology on our world is great and growing. All right, Disease get on with it. Make last spring, when the virus was new Here and out go. of control, and the people of New York were frightened at its relentless spread, one man took it upon himself to use technology to spread reliable information and tell citizens what to do. That's a fucking lie. Governor Cuomo's daily press conferences were a whole new dimension in public education. He informed, he demanded, and he calmed people down. No one who saw it will easily forget it. All right, so you liked him yet. Let's get on with it. The boyfriend, the COVID test. What? And the gradually declining numbers. So they, 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 um, they, go, to this, they go to this montage. I gotta skip over it. I'm gonna fall asleep if I listen to this fucking geriatric. Um... They go, they go, they go, they go through a montage of all the great things he did. This is hilarious. We have to watch this. Of New York went from fear of the unknown to increasing knowledge of what was known, and a sense that somebody had a plan. It is a frightening time on every level. At the same time, it is this much time. It is this much time. <laughs> Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it nine months? I don't know, but it's this much time. Oh my God. We will get through this much time. 
Can we can we just be honest about something? Is it me or is Governor Fettuccini the most boring speaker in the world? This is how he talks like COVID is dangerous. Time. Time is short. It is futile, but we have to act now. Boobies. Ass. I like those things. Grab them if you can, if you're Italian. Just say it is a part of your heritage to grope other human beings. He is so boring. I don't know how people were like, I need to tune in to watch Andrew Cuomo about his fucking press conferences. If you're in Australia and you tuned in every morning to watch this prick instead of your own leaders, kill yourself. He's so boring. You know, since creepy Uncle Andy was, you know, into euthanizing elderly people and just killing them, why don't they just show this to, you know, the old folks before they get euthanized? And then they'll fall asleep and, you know, once they're asleep, just inject a pointless and po poison and it'll, it'll be painless, you know? We've lost over 7,000 lives to this crisis. That is so shocking and painful and breathtaking. I can't, I don't even have the words for it. Behind every one of those numbers is an individual, is a family. He just, I don't understand. He shows charts. Why is he getting an award? Am I missing something? Am I, am I, go, am I, am I, you know, not thinking about something? Am I missing? I don't understand. I just, help me out here. Is the bar that low? Dude, it is amazing. It is Crazy how much Hollywood hated Trump. They fucking hated his guts to the point where, all the, where they're even going to give this dinosaur an award. 2016 to 2020. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. You are never going to witness a more deluded time in history. And you know what's hilarious about this? Do you know what's really funny about what he's doing right now? The numbers they're showing, they're not accurate. He forged them to get himself out of trouble. Like, you know, he's, he's not even being honest here. This is amazing. You're seeing a murderer on screen lying about the deaths he's responsible for. And I know what people are going to say. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a, that's a bit far. Calling him a murderer? All right, well, let me read you what happened. Let's read this out real quick. This podcast is going to be a long one today. But we got a lot to talk about. Okay, um, so... On March 25th, 2020, Cuomo and the New York State Department of Health issued an advisory requiring the admission of patients to nursing homes who test positive for the coronavirus and barred testing prospective nursing home patients. This order was revoked on May 10th after widespread criticism from medical experts. I thought you guys were going to do Cuomo, Fauci, Michael Keaton. You suggested that. <laughs> Look what fucking happened. Uh, by then, as many as... 4,500 COVID-19 infected patients had been sent to nursing homes in New York State. Over 6,000 New York State nursing home residents had died of COVID-19 as of June 2020. Jesus Christ. 
Um, in July 2020, the New York State Department of Health released a report that found peak nursing home admissions occurred a week after peak nursing home mortality, therefore illustrating that nursing home admissions from hospitals were not a driver of nursing home infections or fatalities. Instead, the department concluded that asymptomatic nursing home staff drove the infections. Cuomo reacted to this report by stating that attribution of nursing home deaths to his March 2020 policy had no basis in fact. On January 28, 2021, an investigation conducted by State Attorney General Lolita James concluded that the Cuomo administration undercounted COVID-19-related deaths at nursing, home, at nursing homes uh, by as much as 50%. 50%. Fifty percent. I keep saying that. Yeah, give him an Emmy. Let's give him an Emmy for that. While you're at it, give Harvey Weinstein an Oscar. It's long overdue. Anyway, let's carry on. Where is it? Here we go. As a mother, as a father, as a sister, as a brother. So a lot of pain. So what is the plan of action? Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. This is an N95 mask. We talk about social distancing. Slow the spread. New York has been getting the short end of the stick from this federal government from day one right across the board. Let's stop just for one moment the partisanship. Forget the red and the blue. We are red, white, and blue. We're all Americans. We are testing aggressively. That's it. Nothing else. Told you. We are New York tough, smart, united, disciplined, loving, and that is what the moment requires. We are responding to science and data. There's no politics here. Just the facts, ma'am. My daughters tell me that nobody knows him, and nobody knows what I'm talking about, but that's okay. Spaghetti and meatballs every Sunday. Today, we're going to have our family dinner, and Mariah brought her boyfriend. The answer on what you think of the boyfriend is always, I like the boyfriend. My daughters are getting tired of my... Oh, my lord. This doesn't feel real. This feels like a sketch done by, like, Tim Dillon or Shane Gillis. This is not real life. Like, the music, the quotes, the editing. This this feels like a spoof. It feels, it feels like a parody. My daughter bought home a boyfriend... He was nice. Well, you know what? If you don't like him, just throw him in a nursing home. That'll do the trick. Jokes, believe it or not. I'm governor of the state. I'm governor of the state. I can order a quarantine of 10,000 people, but I can't tell my daughter to do anything. Today, we have done a full 180. We wore masks, we socially distanced, we closed down, and we Stop the curve. Stop. Masks work. Our curve is down. Congratulations, New Yorkers. It's no time to get cocky. You're right. You're right. Don't get cocky and arrogant during a lockdown. The war is not over. Only, and I mean only get cocky and arrogant when you're asked about sexual allegations. Just tell them you're Italian. You, you, you look... You like kissing broads when you find them hot, and that is that no one and nothing can disgrace your heritage, even, not even sexual harassment. 
and it's no time to get arrogant. No. We are by no means out of the woods. Thank you for believing in me and giving me support. Support. Good Lord knows I needed it. And don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, God. Oh, God, here comes the worst part. It is now my distinct pleasure... All right, you put me to sleep. ...with a little help from some of my fellow New Yorkers. This is the worst part. This is, this is terrible. To my governor... Oh, God. The governor of Empire State, Andrew Cuomo. Congratulations, Andrew, on oh, your much-deserved Founders Award. Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are the man. What? Is anyone... Rosie Perez... She sounds like one of those um, Italian Brooklyn mothers whose son went to jail for killing a cop during a hit and run. Governor Andrew Cuomo, you did fantastic. Empire State of Mind you got on you. You touched some asses. You touched some titties. You killed some geriatrics. You killed my grandmother. And I love you for that. Here's an award. I'm trying to think of something that I... Jesus Christ, Ben Stiller looks old. I can say to you... That would uh, be funny. And so I called your brother Chris, who could not understand why you were getting Fredo. He's the one on television. In the darkest stage of the pandemic. Oh my God. Your daily briefings live from New York. Oh my God. Billy hope, Crystal. Gave us clarity, gave us the truth, and Jesus gave us Christ, that we were not he's on Washington. Leadership. He looks like one of the elderly. Like, these people are so old. They, they, all these people look like the elderly people that Andrew Cuomo killed in the nursing home. To this storm, Andrew Cuomo became the nation's governor. People across the country. Oh my God, Billy Joe! Fuck your old. Every day, daily, I was watching his press conferences, informing us, telling us what to do. You got and, uh, fucking. He also said that dude. Uh, you know, now that you're the love gov, uh, you've kind of transcended politics, and now you're just part of really more. You know, you're more of like a national. Sex symbol. He says you'll probably get more dates than votes. That's him saying that, not me. You did your thing during COVID. New York was suffering. We were the epicenter. We were all in a crisis, in a panic, and every single day, you came on the airways and you offered your strength, your leadership, and your direction, and your caring, and your heart. You Who is this chick? Who is Rosie Perez? You can't with your heart. You got God's no fear. You don't care, you just go forward. She sounds like one of those Jersey mothers, you know, screaming at the son's football coach. You know, she should probably sleep with him too. You are the epitome of New York tough. These are things your brother says about you. I look up to you still. And you set the example for the rest of the nation, the rest of the world, how to be a leader during a time of crisis. Thank you for your leadership during these trying times. Oh my times. God. We are New York tough. Smart, disciplined, united, and loving. How embarrassing has yeah. Robert De Niro been? Stay safe, and please wear a mask. I want to say congratulations again, and uh, anything that you didn't like that I said was your brother Chris's idea. Congratulations, much love, Brooklyn loves ya, Andrew Cuomo! Mwah. What an honor and what pleasant an surprise honor. during these hard times. All right. When I watch, oh, what is he saying? I thank the International Academy and Bruce Paisner for this incredible award. Thank you to all the members of the Academy. Dude, that is one of the most embarrassing things I think I've ever seen. That is hilarious. That's amazing. My God. So, 
Governor Fettuccini has left. Uh, Biden, you know, pressured him and said, come on, man. And he finally caved in. You know, and he's prote- Cuomo's protesting this still to this moment, claiming that all of this is politically motivated and it's because he's Italian. And as an Italian, uh, apparently it's cultural normacy to put your hands on a woman's breast and grab their ass. And look, Biden's an old guy. You know, he sniffs kids. That's really fucking weird. Um, you know, there's definitely an age difference. But still, no one looks at that and thinks like, yeah, that's normal behavior. You know what I mean? It's really, he's, I don't know. Like, you look at his press conferences and he's really boring. And it kind of makes you think, why would this guy go, go around acting like Harvey Weinstein, you know? It's really strange. It's really, I don't know. He's gone, though. It was about time. It was about, like... After the FBI stuff, um, and, you know, him defunding, you know, the, 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 the crime rates in New York skyrocketing, I don't know how anyone looked at that and thought that was something for him to be applauded over. And look, I'm not saying... Look, again, what the sexual harassment allegations, yeah, he should be done for that. You know, the, you hear the stories... They're very, they're damning, it's not good, you know, he shouldn't be doing that, 100%. But at the same time, it's like, why the why is also everyone ignoring the fact that this man was going around destroying New York? And the facts were there, the FBI investigated this man, you know. I don't know. I think a lot of people, and this is what happened with Hillary, everyone just overlooks corruption. They just don't care. It happened with Gladys Berejiklian. It's happened with Hillary Clinton. No one cares. It's like, where, where is the bar? It's so low. No one ca- No one gives a shit about crime. People don't. People respect criminals. They respect power. I was right at the start. I respect power, and everyone's going to be like, "You just, you just a bootlicker." Listen, none of you batted an eye when this guy was getting investigated by the FBI. No one batted an eye or cared when Gladys Berejiklian was, you know, being investigated by ICAC. None of you people care. You all claim like, oh, no, man, authority's bad. We need to stand up to power. Dude, you have mobsters running countries and states. You don't give a shit. None of you do. Well, you, a lot of, some people do, but, you know, a lot of people don't. All right, let's move on. R.I.P. Brian Houston, a man of the church, you know, a true loyalist to God and a smart Reagan era businessman. You know, that's how it works, people. You mix God, you mix money together, and you get Brian Houston. You know, he obviously read Reagan's textbook on how to swim in your gold plated pure pool while it's raining money. Yeah, he's in Brian Houston. Brian Houston is in a lot of trouble and ain't look it ain't looking good for him. Now look, I want to start off before we get into the segment saying, you know what, if you're into Hillsong and it brings you positivity and you fight and you, you feel like you have a sense of belonging there and it's part of your spirituality, that's great. Honestly, that's fine. That's I'm not going at you. I'm not going at you guys. You know, you have your sense of belonging. I have mine. You have Hillsong. I have Infowars. Brian Houston is your preacher. Alex Jones is mine. It's simple. Let's read what happened. Let's have a read. Okay. Brian Houston, Hillsong leader, uh, charged over the concealment of alleged child sex offences. 
What? That's insane. Really? That's nuts. I can't believe that. Uh, Brian Houston, his father Frank, acting like a creep, a Christian, touching kids in a church. What? That's a shock. Um, so Brian Houston had to conceal the evidence. Uh, no one wanted that to be exposed, uh, so they kept it secret for all these years, and now it's been exposed. Um, so... Hillsong founder Brian Houston has been charged with allegedly concealing information about child sexual abuse following a two-year investigation. Uh, sources close to the investigation have revealed Mr. Houston, 67, fuck, he's old. I thought he was younger than that. Uh, is accused of failing to report the historic alleged abuse of, the, of a young male by his late father, Frank Houston. Police will allege in court the man knew information relating to the sexual abuse of a young male in the 1970s and failed to bring that information to the attention of the police, a New South Wales police spokesperson said. So he was hiding evidence. Brian Houston has been charged with concealing a serious indictable offence. Wow. The evangelist has been based in the United States for several months, despite the Australian border being closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Mr. Houston was at a service in Mexico last month. Yeah, okay. He's in Mexico, probably trying to grift off a few illegals, trying to sneak to the border. You know, they want to get through to America. No surprise. He might be doing deals with the cartels. Maybe buying a golden AK so he can shoot the feds and recreate Waco when the uh, police come for him. You know, <clears throat> if I were a Christian man or a Catholic priest, no, if I were a Christian or Catholic priest, you know, someone in high power in the church, and the movie Spotlight came out winning all those Oscars, I'd be shit, I would be shit in my pants. If Hollywood is making movies about pedophilia in 2015, about the church, and Weinstein was still out there putting Rose McGowan in a cage, I'd be terrified. If Hollywood is out there in 2015 doing this, yet that toe-wart Harvey Weinstein is out there grabbing Betty White's boobs, you'd be terrified as a priest. 2015 would have been horrifying. Alright, like I said... If you're into Hillsong, good on you, not going at you. But Brian Houston, and I have said this for a long, 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 long time. I have a personal grievance with him. He didn't touch me, but the trauma wasn't far off from that. You know, <clears throat> there was a time in my youth, back in the Dizay, I dated this girl. You know, she was real nice, you know. Very, you know, she was attractive, very fun time. She had a great family. Uh, four months later, we broke up because, you know, I wanted to do more cocaine and smash vodka sodas. I was 18. Serious relationships at the time weren't a priority for me. You know what I mean? I was young. I wanted to party. So I ended things. Um, anyway, so I met this girl. I'm not going to say who, who she is, where she came from, whatever. Um, I dated this girl. Real nice girl. We're still friends now. Um, <clears throat> we we uh, we started dating. She always kept talking about the church, the church, the church. You go to church. I'm like, oh, that's good, you know. And I was an atheist at the time. I'm I'm spiritual now, somewhat. Uh, 
Kind of both. Uh, but anyway, so I she would always, this girl would always talk about the church. I go to church, my family, and like we love it. Oh, it's fantastic. And I'm like, that's that's sweet, you know. Um, you guys can go to that though. That's not my cup of tea. I don't want to do that. Uh, it's not, you know. I don't. I don't really. I don't, what am I going to do there? Listen to some preacher tell some sand stories you know when it, i just had no interest to go but she kept begging me being like please come please experience the greatness that i get to experience you know let help me help you she said um and i was always hesitant but eventually i caved in and i was like all right fuck it we'll go so one sunday morning we drive to uh we drive to church and i was like you know, we're driving past. I'm like, so what's this church like? And she's like, oh, you're going to love it. It's fantastic. And we drove past this little church. I'm like, oh, hey, there's the church. She's like, no, 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 no. That's not the church. That's not the one. That's not the one I go to. And I'm like, huh, okay, it must be somewhere else. I don't know. We get to this gigantic, huge parking lot. We park inside the parking lot. They got traffic controllers you got a huge sea, huge flock of people going into this massive stadium. And I'm like, where the fuck are we? This, are you sure this is a church? Like, are you taking me to like, you know, a footy game or something? What's going on? Like, I, I had no idea what was going on. She's like, no, this is, this is it. This is the place. And I'm like, what kind of church is in a stadium? What is going on? It was really weird. Anyway, we get inside and it was Hillsong. Hillsong was the church that this gal went to. Now, I don't, you know, I, I, whatever she was into, she was into, you know, I have no, looking back in hindsight, I have no judgments on her, of, you know, her beliefs or whatever. But at the time, my God, I was mortified. We get in there, everyone's like, hi, how are you? Oh, Hillsong's great. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, God. You know, the, the, the things this place has done, it's fantastic. You don't understand. We get inside, we take our seats, and it was a fucking rock concert. The place, the church that she went to was a rock concert. It was insane. And I was in there, and I'm sitting around, everyone's getting up, dancing, going nuts, like, woo! And like just, you know, and everyone's like, they're singing these songs with their guitars being like, Jesus rules, just come to the light and all this shit. Everyone's losing their minds. I'm there, scared shitless. You know how you watch those videos of ISIS screaming, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, while they're beheading some BBC journalists? And you know, you watch that video and you're horrified being like, God, these people are terrifying chanting that stuff and, you know, killing that journalist. And you're like, God, that religion's scary. Go to a Hillsong event. You will be terrified. That shit is scarier than the ISIS execution video. I swear to God. No bullshit. Right? So we're in there. These people losing their minds. I'm shitting my pants. You know. And I swear to God. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I'm being dead serious when I say this. Okay? Um, they have these huge screens next to the stage. Saying, give us your money so you can get into heaven. God wants your money. I'm not joking. That's what it... I'm, I, you, think, you think I'm over-exaggerating. I'm being dead serious. Those were the words on the screen. It was insane. And they'd pass around this massive box. People were throwing 50s, 100s in there. There, there must have been... 
at least 20, 30 grand, 40 grand of cash in there. Some, maybe even higher. There was so much money in there. And they passed it to me being like, do you want to give to Jesus, boy? No, it's what's in... This is in Australia. So like, hi there. Do you want to give to Jesus? Do you want to give to God? Oh, he'd sure love your money. And I'd be like, um, sorry, I, I've got my card. I'm, I'm using excuses to not give money. And they're like, no. Nah. I was like, sorry. I've only got my card. They're like, that's fine. God takes FPOS too. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, look. Hey, I remember saying, I'm like, yeah, look. You know what? I went out last night. Uh, I spent $300 on cocaine. I uh, went to the strip club. Um, you know, so I'm trying to save my money. And they just looked at me mortified. And my, the girl I was seeing was just like, you're a fucking idiot. You know, and it was, it was a joke. I wasn't being serious. I didn't do that the night before. I'd done that on plenty of other nights, but, you know, not that night before. But I was just using that excuse. And they're like, and they just didn't even say anything. And they just passed the box along. And I'm like, y'all got a sinner in the house, baby. What you gonna do? Anyway... So that's what, the, it was terrifying. These people were on the mic and they're like, God loves you, Jesus wants you. You just need to give us money. It was always about money. Money, 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 money. It was all about money. And, I'm, and I, I remember, you know, messaging my mates afterwards being like, you don't know what the fuck I just went through. I went through this and they're like, holy mother of God, you went to Hillsong? And I'm like, I didn't even know what Hillsong, this is the thing. I didn't even know what Hillsong was until I got there. Then I looked into it and I saw all these like, you know, articles about them scamming people and who Brian Houston was. And I'm like, who falls for this shit? You know, and anyway, afterwards, my girlfriend was like, my ex-girlfriend was like, you know, girl who I was seeing at the time was like, what did you think? What did you think? Did you like it? She's sweetheart, you know. Um, but I was just like, um, is that a church? What is that? She's like, it's church. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a church with that much money where they're going to, you know, have ceremonies in a stadium and ask people for money. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's weird. And she's like, oh, so you, she was, but she kept making up all these excuses being like, no, they help people. People love it. You know, people are fucking wailing and crying in there. I'm like, over what? If you were wailing and crying that you just gave all your life savings to these fucking idiots, then yeah, hey, I don't understand. I'd be, I'd be losing my shit as well. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I went, I went to that. Right. And I remember when we actually kind of broke up, we actually broke up and I said, I said what I wanted to say. And I'm like, look, I've been keeping this in. And this is the reason why we broke up. We broke up because, you know, I wanted to go party and all that stuff. I was 18, you know, you get my point. Um, but we did, we did that. Um, we, when we broke up. We're going, we got into this argument. And I said to her, being like, I, I told her what I thought about Brian Houston. I, I said to her, I'm like, yeah, that man who runs that church is a charlatan. He's a conman. He is a con artist. And you're giving your money to this, to this, this guy who is not genuine. He's playing a game and you're, you're giving into that game. He's got you by the balls. Why do you fall for this shit? I remember saying that. And she lost her mind and was like, how dare you? And, you know, fair enough. I mean, look, I, looking back, maybe I shouldn't have said it in that way. I was 18. You know, I didn't have a filter. I still don't have a filter, but obviously in certain circumstances, you know, you got to have a filter, I think. But in that situation, I didn't give a fuck. I was like, no, nah, he's an idiot. 
So yeah. So yeah, so man, I went to that place. From going to that place and seeing what I saw, I always walked away thinking, I walked away and I, I, I thought that Brian Houston was a con man. And he was just grifting in order to pay for his private jet so he can snort blow off Russian hookers' asses. And I know what everyone's thinking. Nah, man, he's a, he, he's a, he's a loyal Christian man. He wouldn't do that to his wife. Pfft. What? Of course he does. Get over, your, get over yourself. And he, he had a response. He had a response to all this. Where is it? No news. Here we go. Why is that not playing? Try and get this video to play. Here we go. Ryan, Alison from Channel 9. We just wanted to find out, have you got anything to say about the charges? What's that, sorry? Have you got anything to say about the charges? Oh, obviously I'm devastated. Thanks. Um, are you planning to return to Australia soon? How did you manage to get a travel exemption to leave the country? Because he's friends Ryan with Scott Morrison. Appearing rattled, but it was still business as usual. Look at this. Sunday service in Springfield, Missouri. How good it is to be a change for the church. A change for the church. Appearance since being charged with concealing child sexual abuse carried out by his father in the 1970s. Allegations he strongly denies. There's challenges in life. It can take its toll. But I want to be filled with zeal. I still want to have a Pentecostal two-step when I'm 112. Amen. On a mission from God, spreading the word through middle America, it follows his recent trips to Mexico and Los Angeles. New South Wales Police Minister David Elliott revealing the pastor had left the country during the pandemic previously upon return requesting a five-star suite. Brian and Bobby Houston have based He's a baller, man. in the United States for several months now, but it remains unclear exactly when they'll head back to Australia for his day in court. Bobby was nowhere to be seen on the Missouri leg of their trip, his son Joel by his side at a high-end rooftop bar. In Missouri, Alison Petrowski, Nine News. Wow. Yeah. That's that, man. Devastated. You know... Uh, getting older and wiser, I have to say, he's a smart man. He looked at the business strategy of the Republicans, right? Money, God, and politics. Smart dude. I respect him for that. You know, he's a Reagan-era businessman, and he's trying to keep tradition alive. He's a he's a loyal man to these big ideas. He's a, he is a smart, smart dude. He plays the game. People fall for it. I don't know how... I don't know. I wonder what everyone's thoughts who go to this church. You know, I wonder what they're thinking. You know, they're like, "What? Uh, why have I been conned? Or why? What? What am I going to do now that our wise supreme leader is getting done for concealing sexual youth abu- abuse?" I wonder what they're thinking, man. Yeah, yeah. So that was my experience with Hillsong. It was terrifying. Horrifying, and I remember I went back for a second time because I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, my girlfriend's mom at the time was dating this absolute deadbeat loser. I liked him at the start; he seemed like a nice guy. Then I got to know him, 
and and I was in out. I was I was very arrogant when I was eighteen. I I thought I was the man of the house in that house. Um, you know, I I, I, I and I remember telling her, being like, "You're dating a fucking loser." <laughs> I remember telling her, I'm "Like you're dating this absolute dead shit." <laughs> I I told her that. And he was like to me one day, he says to me, like, come on, mate, just come to Hillsong. Just pretend it's like a rock concert. And I went. And I was there with them. So I'm sitting next to my girlfriend. I'm sitting next to her mom. And I'm sitting next to this absolute deadbeat who was grifting off this woman. And I remember thinking, being like, these, uh, this is horrible. So yeah, Hillsong caused my relationship to be over. No, it didn't. But it was partially because of that. But yeah, Hillsong definitely does things to people and it leads to relationships ending. Look what happened to me. I'm a victim of Hillsong. I didn't get touched, but it's close to that. That's a joke. It's not real being certain. I know people are going to be like, it's not funny. Can't joke about sexual minor abuse. That's why they're called jokes. All right. Oh my god, this podcast is nearly an hour and a half. Holy shit. Oh my god, we have gone hard, haven't we, people? Fuck. Alright. Well, that's that. We've covered everything I wanted to cover. You know, we talked about everything. We went hard today. We go hard. We don't play games, baby. Alrighty, ladies and gents. I will be heading off. I'm signing off. I am going to show charts like Andrew Cuomo. But no, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you. No, but thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate everyone listening to the show. Uh, you know, and it's it's interesting because doing two videos a week and doing one podcast can be pretty exhausting because you're one, you're one man, you know, you're writing, you're filming, you're editing. So yeah, I appreciate you all, you know, listening and, you know, joining the club. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you all here and I love you all listening. Um, yeah, I am terrible with goodbyes. So we're out and always, you know, stay safe. Keep it real. And don't let those fucking clowns around town bring you down. All right. Peace. I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you very much for listening. I love y'all. Goodbye.